The very wonders of the world lie just outside of your comfort zone. We've all heard many versions of this saying, all giving us the feeling that if we truly want to experience life and the gifts it can offer, we must first venture out and make ourselves uncomfortable. So what is the first aspect of making this happen? Vulnerability. When you open yourself up to the world, to the unexpected, and to life, you're leaving yourself so vulnerable to whatever it can throw at you, both good and bad. But the point is, it's this vulnerability that will be the key ingredient in not only setting off on adventures, but also the connections and experiences you have along the way. With music from Cody Crabb, writing by Nicole Mello, I'm Hayden Lee. This is Travel Stories Podcast. Leon Logothetis is an adventurer, motivational speaker, philanthropist, host of the TV series Amazing Adventures of a Nobody, and author of the book The Kindness Diaries. Aside from the concentration on kindness, one of his passions is helping people nurture their inner rebel. Leon, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. No worries. So the inner rebel, man, I love this concept. Even just the wording of it, I love it. Do you think everyone has an inner rebel that, that, that needs to come out? I, I think so. I mean, look, some people are connected to it and they go on and into their lives and, and, and do great things. Other people need to be coaxed into a, a communication with their inner rebel. Interesting, interesting. And can you remember the time when, when you, well, when you realized that you had an inner rebel and when, when it came out, really, or when you nurtured it so that it could come out? Yeah, it was actually, I used to be a broker in the city of London and uh, I found myself to be pretty, let's say, disconnected from life and, you know, sitting behind a desk and not really following my dreams. And I saw the movie, The Motorcycle Diaries. Um, about Che Guevara traveling across South America, relying on kindness. And something about that movie sparked my inner rebel to quit my job and say, you know what, enough. Let's go out and see the world. Yes, I love that, man. And don't you think it's weird that, that this, this acting on kindness and the seeing the world and these natural things, don't you think it's weird that that is part of the inner rebel? Like it's rebelling against kind of what we're brought up to believe. Isn't that a weird kind of juxtaposition? Yeah, look, I think that we've been conditioned to follow a certain path. Whatever path that may be, ultimately, we're all conditioned to follow a path. And, and if that's the path you want to follow, then great. But many of us, as you mentioned, don't really want to follow a path set by someone else. We want to follow the path set by our heart, set by our soul. Yet we've been conditioned to plod along in a certain direction. And uh, the inner rebel comes, comes in and says, no more following other people's lives, no more following other people's dreams. It's time you followed your own. Yes, man. This goes so well with, well, a lot of what I believe in. I mean, I was raised by a hippie and all the music I listen to all tell, it all tells you, man, go, you know, go your own way, <laughs> you know, all those things, go your own way, do your own thing and follow what is actually right for you. Like you say, in your heart, man, because that is kind of what truly makes your life real, makes your life yours, makes your life not a copy of everyone else's. So when this happened to you, was it like the most important thing you, you were like focused on this one thing of making this happen? 
Pretty much. Uh, I mean, definitely much. But uh, what I want to mention something you just said about following your heart, because sometimes people think, oh, that's selfish. You know, there are other people in the world that can't follow their heart or you have to look after everyone else. Well, yes, but when you follow your heart and when you follow your true passion and when you live from your greatest sense of being, then you can go out into the world and do great things. And when you do those great things, other people get come and they flock to you and other people uh, respond to the way that you are living your life. That's right. Yeah. It begs the question, if you're sitting at that desk, like you say, being a broker in London, how many lives can you touch? How many lives can you change? How many people can you help? It really does beg, beg that question. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, there are there are people out there that love being brokers, and there are people out there that love in the business world, and that they they make a lot of difference, and that's their path. Great, good for them. But there are some people who sit behind desks and are actually bakers in their hearts, or there are some people that sit behind desks and are interior designers, uh, but they never reach that point because their inner rebel never gets through their walls. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. So I had a conversation with my mom when I was maybe about eight years old or something. And I was, th- I was saying to her, why do people do the things they do? Why aren't they going out and doing what they want to do? Why do people go to work? All these questions that I don't know, maybe I was eight, maybe I was a little older than eight, but, but why do people do these things when it looks like they don't really want to do them? And I've always held that, held that thought in my head. But then one day it kind of occurred to me that some people do enjoy that kind of, that life, that even if if it is the same path as it looks like they're told to go, maybe even if they weren't told to do that, they'd still do that anyway. And it's it's a little hard for me to get around still, but I can kind of respect it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, everyone has a different path. That's the reality. Yeah, yeah, man. So I love the way that a lot of your ventures are kind of conduits for kindness, you know? Could you tell us a little more about that, about what gives you this drive to do these well-motivated things? You know, as a kid, I was, I was bullied pretty mercifully. Um, unmercifully, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what I does was, that involve? <laughs> I was not bullied mercifully. I was bullied unmercifully. Um, and I just felt, I just felt lost. I, 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 I didn't understand. Why would you disempower someone? Like, you know, it wasn't just kids. It was teachers as well. I was like, what? Like, what? Why are you, why are you disempowering me? Like, yeah. why, why are you being mean to me? Like, what have I done to you to deserve that? Uh, obviously as a kid, you don't really understand that that, that person is also suffering. Um, but I made a decision to come from my heart and, and to give people what I didn't receive and in the small way that I can, you know? And if it's, it's not just about doing TV shows, it's not just about doing podcasts, it's not just about writing, writing books. It's about doing it on a daily basis. It's about seeing people. It's about connecting with people. It's about, you know, I see you. Just a simple thing. Like talking to a homeless person uh, who, who, who feels just alienated completely. Um, so that's really why, why I, I kind of went down that road. Man, I totally agree with you there. I mean, I was in, I was in a traffic jam the other day, right? And uh, I was with this person and she said, she was like, oh, this guy is being so annoying. Look at the guy shouting at the thing. And I'm, I'm there thinking she's seeing this guy do this and judging him on this situation. Like you were saying about people bullying you, you could just instantly see that as that guy's a bad person. You know, that guy's a real bad person. But if you just stop for a second, put yourself in their shoes and think, well, maybe that guy's had a terrible day and all this stuff has happened. And really he's not really equipped enough to 
deal with that terribleness without lashing out in this way. And it's just that one moment of putting yourself in their shoes that can really flip that around. And it's, I guess, is that empathy coming out, I guess? Yeah, I mean, it is empathy, really. And I, th- I believe that empathy is a very, very important part of being human. And if you lack empathy, then bad things happen. And uh, I cannot imagine that very many of the dictators of our world or, or of our history have had much empathy. Because if you do have empathy, you feel other people's pain and uh, you understand what it's like to be in their shoes. And then you wouldn't do the bad things that you do. And look, I don't want people to think, oh, you know, here's this chap who's espousing goodness and kindness and he he thinks he's perfect because I'm not. I'm like everyone else. But it's just being being aware of it, like you just said, and being more aware of how how you know other people have have issues and it's it's so important to come from a place of compassion to yourself as well absolutely and it's like you said before it's it's something you do daily it's not just writing the book it's not just going on the shows it's something that you do and something that you practice daily because those things that you practice daily become a part of you when they become a part of you they become they become the majority of you and you then act impulsively out of empathy you know Absolutely. It's an interesting thing. And then what I found is when I'm in a bad place or in a bad mood or or I act in a way that isn't particularly pleasant, I'm like, oh, that, that's interesting. Mm. You know, don't, you know, it's like an awareness of, okay, I just did that. Yeah. It's like it doesn't fit in with your view of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then you, you kind of course correct, hopefully. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's that changing your view of yourself, isn't it? And it's exactly like you said before, having that compassion for yourself and having that view of yourself as I am someone who is or who is practicing to be um, a, an empath, you know, and when you don't act in those ways, then it conflicts that view of yourself and makes you feel a bit weird about it. So I know mm. exactly what you mean, man. Mm. So this is the Travel Stories podcast. Do you have a story for us today? Oh, I do. Awesome. Many. Awesome, man. I can't wait. I can't wait. If you could give this story a name, what would you call it? The Ham Sandwich. <laughs> I am so intrigued. Number one, that is the most British name for a story that I've ever heard. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Number two, I'm so intrigued. Right, yeah, let's get into it. You're listening to the Travel Stories podcast, and this is Leon Logothetis with... The Ham Sandwich. I was working in a brokerage firm in London. One of the things that they wanted me to do was randomly go on a banana ship through the Panama Canal down to Ecuador. I was like, okay, I, you know, wanted some adventure, so I did. And I went uh, to Panama. The first thing that happened to me when I arrived in Panama was that I was beaten up by a couple of the locals who stole my money. So it was a bad omen uh, for things to come. And I arrive on the ship and I'm looking somewhat disheveled because I've just been beaten up by these locals. I spend a couple of days on the ship and whenever I travel to places where the food 
you know, could be a bit dodgy. I'm very, very careful. I have a very weak stomach. And uh, the captain, you know, you know, the captain was a really nice chap. And he's like, look, he's trying to feed me all this food and all his like delicacies, which may be delicacies to him, but to me, they're not particularly looking delicious. And I keep saying, look, I'm really sorry, man. I'm not feeling very well in my stomach. I'm so sorry. Please just give me some bread. And uh, for the first day or two, he just gives me bread. Then on like day two, he comes into the kitchen or wherever it was, and he says, you must eat. I'd reached the end at that point. I couldn't uh, put it off any longer. So I was like, instead of eating the beef stew, which was uh, what the rest of the crew were eating, I thought I could like, you know, maybe get away with it by saying, okay, just give me a ham sandwich. And uh, he looks at me and he's like, okay, I'll give you a ham sandwich. So he makes me this delicious looking ham sandwich. I eat the ham sandwich and, you know, it's all, it's all good. But unfortunately it wasn't. Because that night I woke up with a major pain in my, in my stomach, like a really, really bad pain. I call the captain, I say, Captain, I'm, f I'm feeling ill. And uh, he says, oh, it's probably indigestion. And I was like, mm, I'm not so sure. I don't think this is indigestion. So it turns out that literally, I'd say two or three hours after eating the ham sandwich, I get appendicitis on a ship in the middle of the Pacific Ocean on my way to Ecuador. I'm like a day and a half away from Ecuador and you know, it's appendicitis, it could burst and you could die. So it's not particularly pleasant. I end up getting to, um, to Puerto Bolivar, which is the port. Uh, they managed to get me to uh, the hospital. And when I get to the hospital, none of them speak English. The guy, we didn't know at this point that it was appendicitis. I just, everyone thought it probably was, but there were no doctors on the ship. So um, also, there certainly wasn't a doctor that I trusted. So I arrived at the, at the hospital. The guy does an x-ray. He says, you're very lucky to be alive. I'm like, wonderful. What do you mean I'm very lucky to be alive? Appendicitis, we have to right now operate on you now. I'm like, okay. So he takes me into the operating room and, I don't know, puts like gas on me or whatever it is. And I wake up the next well, two hours later, or however many hours it was. And I have, uh, my appendix is gone. And I, I'm stuck in an, uh, in an Ecuadorian hospital for the next couple of days. Ruining the loss of my appendix because of a simple ham sandwich. That was Leon Logothetis with the ham sandwich. <laughs> Man, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. It uh, it lived up to its name. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> that was great, man. So it's so weird how one ham sandwich later, appendicitis. That's <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what happened. It's really yeah. bizarre. It's like, uh, and, uh, and I remember saying to the doctor, I said to him, oh, I can't remember if it was this doctor or later. I said, could I have got appendicitis from the ham sandwich? And they're like, look, you could have. But it also, you also, it also could have been coincidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But 
<laughs> That's a weird one. I suppose anything you you had eaten before getting appendicitis, you'd blame it on that, like three well, course exactly. meal. Was that three course meal? You know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I like, uh, I kind of like that. Like, it's one of those. It's like a short synopsis of the story. So, so what happened when you were in Ecuador? Well, I ate a ham sandwich and it gave me appendicitis. It's a good synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> I love that, man. I love that. Thanks for that. So. When you're, this is a little question I have, I was thinking about it just before when we were talking. So when you're putting yourself out there on the road, right, and you're openly needing help from people, like what was it, 20 countries with no money, food or places to stay, is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So vulnerability is something I often, often talk about. And I mean, you know it firsthand, you know, how important do you think it is for people to explore being vulnerable and showing that vulnerability? Because surely everyone has it, right? I think that uh, vulnerability really is 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 the fuel that uh, propels us in the sense that you know if you connect with someone you cannot truly connect with them unless you're vulnerable but when you open yourself up to be vulnerable you open yourself up to be ridiculed um so it's a it's a it's a question of being vulnerable when you feel safe and when you feel that the other person will hold on to your sacred vulnerability. I think it's a very important point. Yeah, it's it's really a strange thing with with vulnerability because it's kind of like it's kind of like I was going to say it's like everything, but that's a bit it's kind of like everything in a way that if you want to do something, if you want to achieve a goal, if you want to do anything like that, you have to as they always say, step kind of outside your comfort zone. You have to stop doing what's so comfortable. I mean, if we lived in comfortability 100% of the time, we'd probably get not much done. So vulnerability is kind of like that because you have to step outside of that comfortability and outside of that comfortability is vulnerability. So surely it relates to everything in life. Yeah. I mean, look, what, what you're doing now by doing all these podcasts, ultimately you're putting yourself out, out there on the line. You know, people could turn around and say, well, your podcasts are crap. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sure they don't, but it's the same thing with me. I, when you put yourself out there, you, you become vulnerable. So it's it's a continuum, uh, you know, all the way to the right is super vulnerable when you may be when you're in a bad place and you're you're crying or you're you're in pain and you're sharing with someone, and then there's all the way to the left where you you don't spend any time out there, you don't put yourself out there, you don't open your heart, you don't do anything. So and then there's everything in between. Yeah, that's right, and it's it's a really kind of well, it's a really human. Thing vulnerability, and what I mean by that is, if you, I was saying to someone the other day, if you see someone walking down the street, you could have, you could instantly have prejudices about this person, and you could think, well, this guy is like that. But the way I kind of see people sometimes is that guy was once a kid. That guy has a mom that he loves. That guy has a sister he maybe hasn't seen in a while. That guy has dreams and hopes. And it's this this feeling of sonder as well. You know, each of us are all human. And so we each have these things. And it kind of, I guess it brings it back to vulnerability because these things, they're the vulnerable aspects of a person. You know, these are their, their innermost feelings and everyone has them. And seeing that vulnerable side of someone kind of makes you look at them in a different light and maybe treat them in a different light. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, look, you know, we all have a sacred space within ourselves. We all are vulnerable. And if we treat others the way that we want to be treated, then that's where the magic lies. That's where being a compassionate, empathetic human being comes into play. And, uh, I, 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 have you ever read the book A Daring Greatly by, uh, Brene Brown? I haven't, no. She actually talks about, uh, vulnerability in a beautiful way. 
and uh, how, how one can use their vulnerability to uh, become better, to help people, to, you know, just come from a place of, uh, of, of, uh, of, of kindness, of joy. That's really interesting, man. I've got a, what was the name of it again? I've got to check that out. Uh, Brene Brown, Daring Greatly. Fantastic. Well, we'll put that in the show notes so all you guys can check it out too. And I'm definitely, definitely going to check that out. Because I mean, that vulnerability, it really opens up that human side to you. And again, it's strange that that exploring this vulnerability is part of the inner rebel. So in order to explore this vulnerability, you have to rebel against what society kind of tells you to do. And I still mm. find that weird. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, society has been plodding along for many, many generations. And uh, sometimes it needs to be What's the word? Ruffled a little bit. Mm. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Now, man, tell me about Live, Love, Explore. Live, Love, Explore. Well, Live, Love, Explore is my new book. Um, and it's about f discovering the life you are meant to live. Um, and really, it's kind of like a, me a travel memoir, self-help book. I have traveled often, as you know, and I've learned many, many lessons um, and I've met many, many accidental teachers. And through meeting all these people, I've, I've become a, a better human being. And I wanted to share that with people. I wanted to share how you too can maybe, you know, be sitting behind your slab of wood and have a, a, a moment where you're like, hmm, I don't want to be behind this slab of wood anymore. I want to go out and live the life that I was meant to live. I want to go out and be inspired. I want to go out and inspire. Um, and that's really what the book's about. It's about discovering your dreams and discovering your life, not the life that your mother wants you to live or not the life that your boss wants you to live, but the life you want to live. Man, that sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. So I'm sure there's many, many people listening to this that are behind their slabs of wood, behind their desks, looking up at their computer screens at work, on their way to work, anything like that. And they're thinking, I too have these dreams. I too want to live the life that I want to live. And I realize now that I'm living the life that someone else has written. I'm, I'm, I'm singing off the hymn sheet of someone else's writing. So what would you say, what would you say is like an important first step? I mean, obviously, no, and realizing this is a great step. But after that, what can they do to take a step in the right direction? I, I, I would say one of the first things to do is to share that dream that you have with someone you trust. To share that dream that you have with someone that will look at you and say, you know what? Go for it. That's amazing. Go for it. You want to open a bakery? Go and open a bakery. You want to go and, and travel the world and quit your job? I feel you. Do it. That's one of the first things you can do. And the second thing is basically finding a way out of your comfort zone, putting yourself in a no escape situation whereby you have to, you have to follow through with your dreams because it's very easy not to follow through with our dreams. Yes. Absolutely, man. I mean, it happens all the time. And what you said first about sharing it with someone, that is instantly, that's instantly about vulnerability. You have to open up, you have to be vulnerable, you have to share these things that are so deep inside you that you've only ever thought about them and talked about them with yourself. So you have to open up and share this with someone else. That's instantly accessing that vulnerable side of you. And with the second thing you said as well, there's something, I think it was Rolf Potts or possibly Tim Ferriss that coined the phrase, throwing the backpack over the fence. It's if you want to get over a fence, 
fence and you know you've got to go over there. If you throw your backpack over, you know you have to get over there. Mm. So I guess maybe linking those two together, I mean, you could tell a friend, hey, man, this is what I want to do. This is my dream. This is how I want my life to be. Hold me accountable to it. Give me some, give me some assurance that I will do it by making me, I don't know, do something ridiculous if I don't do it or having some type of thing <laughs> that says that I have to do it. Man, that is solid advice. Cool. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's advice that I learned on the road. It's advice that I learned in books. It's advice that I learned in movies. And, uh, it's my aim is to share what I was taught with others. That's really, what's the point of keeping it all to yourself? I mean, what's the point of traveling all around the world, being inspired by all these places, being inspired by all these people, and then locking myself up in a room and being like, well, you know what? I'm not going to tell anyone this. There's <laughs> just no point. Absolutely. I mean, you gain so much wisdom, you gain so much life knowledge, you gain so much um, perspective on the world whilst traveling and whilst living in these other countries. Exactly how you say it. Why would you keep that to yourself? That's surely a little selfish, you know, if anything. Mm. But, but yeah, why would you keep it to yourself? Uh, you're bang on there, man. Bang on. Man, it's been so fun having you on the show. I've really, really enjoyed this conversation. I could continue it for a couple of hours more. This has been great. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on. And I would, I would tell people that are listening to, firstly, this is something I think people should check out, the, the Kindness Diaries book trailer on your YouTube. How good is that, man? That is really, really cool. I would definitely urge people to check that out. We shall put it in the show notes. But where else can people find you and where can they find the book? Well, the book Live, Love, Explore, they can find on Amazon and you can find me on Facebook. My name is is hard to say on radio or in podcast, but it's Leon Logothetis. Just Google me on there. I, I've, I've reached the point where I'm Googleable. <laughs> oh man, what a point to reach. <laughs> but the only problem with that is that they, now everyone know, knows how old I am. <laughs> See, that's the only problem. You want to make yourself, you want to make yourself kind of, you know, you want to work out, you want to get those abs, then become Googleable. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Love it. Well, man, again, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a lot of fun, man, a lot of fun. Great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. No worries. Thank you for listening to this episode of Travel Stories Podcast. Let us know if you enjoyed it on TravelStoriesPodcast.com or on iTunes with a review. We'd love to have you over at the Facebook Live session discussing this week's topic on Tuesday at 7 p.m. GMT, 2 p.m. Eastern, and 11 a.m. Pacific. Just search Travel Stories Podcast on Facebook. Check out Nicole's weekly travel picks in our mailing list at travelstoriespodcast.com slash list and drop us a line. We do answer everything. On behalf of myself and the team, thanks again for listening to the show. We truly appreciate it and would love for you to join us next week for another episode of Travel Stories Podcast.